Student retention. That's coming up on this episode of Music Lesson Business Academy, where I interview my business partner and master guitar teacher, Brian Karajanian. Nobody ever quits if they do lessons with Brian. Let's find out why. This episode of Music Lesson Business Academy is brought to you by Musi.live, the ultimate music lesson management software. Have you tried teaching with the traditional conferencing platforms? If so, you've probably noticed these platforms lack the tools to conduct effective lessons. Musi.live was developed by music teachers for music teachers. It allows you to host high quality lessons with a full suite of tools developed specifically for you, the music teacher. Thousands of teachers in over 40 countries have already brought their studio to the next level with the help of Musi.live. So why not give it a try today? Two week free trials are available to all users at Musi.live. Once again, that's Musi.live. Hey everybody, Danny here from Music Lesson Business Academy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. I'm sorry, I know I've been silent lately. I've actually been playing a lot of shows. I've been traveling a lot, touring in the band and just working on all kinds of things. I promise I'm gonna get more consistent like the old days. Remember the old days? Every Tuesday, boom, boom, boom. I had an episode out, it was great. But anyway, welcome back to the original business marketing podcast for music school owners. And thanks so much. This is a continuation of our discussion about student retention. And in this episode, I'll be talking to Brian. He lays down a ton of gold here. This might be the most important episode I've ever recorded. And I think one of the most impactful for you. So dig in, get your notebook out, take a bunch of notes. So Brian, how come none of your students hardly ever quit? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, a few things. I think, um, you know, there's a lot to do with, of course, personality and energy and, you know, how you deliver yourself and talk to people. I mean, that's going to be that kind of, um, I don't know, the thing that each person is different with. But then there's, I think... I think at the next level, there's, there's kind of techniques into making sure that they know that you're structured in your lessons, you know? So there's kind of two sides to this. So I guess I could start a little bit with the kind of the personality side, you know, being that I do online lessons mainly, I've kind of learned during that too, that, you know, when you're two dimensional, you almost have to be a little bit more animated you know, than in person actually. And I, I kind of found that. So I find myself, you know, when I'm looking at my screen and everything that I, I try to actually smile a lot more. I try to like, you have to be, like I said, it's almost like being an actor in a way, not that I'm yeah. acting when I'm doing guitar lessons, but it's, it's something that when you're on stage or you're on TV, everything's a little bit more animated, what you, what you do, right. that, you know? And I feel like the whole, yes, con- that's true. Right. I mean, that's kind of that thing that uh, they almost show, you know, your arm movements, everything should be more. So I don't know. I think first yeah. of all, I definitely find myself 
making sure presentable. I'm smiling. I look happy to see them. And it says like, you know, I have to do it a little bit more because we're two dimensional at this point. Yeah. So that's, I guess also, you know, <laughs> in, in, in kind of continuation of that, you know, you're seeing yourself a lot of the time while you're doing that lesson. So there is an awareness of like, Oh, I, my shirt looks terrible or, you know, like, I, my lighting maybe isn't that great right now or that same thing of like, man, you know, if I sit like this and I do these things, these movements, it looks better. Like you're able to see it. So yeah. just the awareness of like, like you're saying like, Hey, I'm on camera. I, I can't just be the slouchy guy. And right. you would think that maybe like, Oh, well, if I'm meeting somebody in person, I'm not going to think that way as well. But the reality is, I think like, you know, if you're just five days a week, students coming into your little stuffy lesson room at your school, yeah. it's pretty slack as far as like, eh, I'm wearing some crappy shorts and sandals and whatever, you know, like it's easy for it to kind of slide into like, I'm not really that worried about it versus like, wow, I can see myself like I should, you know, it looks yeah. better if I sit, sit up straight or whatever, you know, so I think that's a really interesting point. Absolutely. It's funny. It's true because you never, you're not like you're looking in a mirror, you know, in the lesson room, you know, but honestly, you could see yourself. And I, so I make that kind of a consideration, you know, when part of my lessons is my delivery, my look, as far as not when I'm, you know, just it's my smile, it's making sure that they know I'm engaged, but a little bit extra because I think it's, again, two dimensional, you know, that you have to have that attention to them that I'm not like kind of space not looking at their stuff, you know. So that's one part I think right, of all side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, or the, the dogs running out or something. So I try to make that a big part of it. So again, back to retention and things. That's kind of part of my, you know, thing that I make sure. Um, on that same kind of side of like personality traits and things like that, you know, I think about the energy that I give. And I was talking to somebody about this the other day is, you know, when I start my lesson day, maybe at, I don't know, two o'clock in the afternoon and I'm back to back till 830 at night or something like that. Um, my energy at 2.30 is obviously better than 8.30 at night, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but I absolutely know that that student at 8.30 at night does not care how many lessons I did all day. I have to be as energetic and excited and as patient as I That's was at 2, point. right? That's a great yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, because for them, they're like all excited to do their thing. You know, they don't want to get the short changed, tired version of the teacher, you know? Right. Right. And I'm just, I guess the awareness of that. Um, and it, Hey, it burns me out sometimes. You know, sometimes at night I'm like, whew, that was a long day. Like, what are you doing? You're sitting on the computer teaching guitar lessons. I'm like, yeah, but you know, there's a delivery and energy that I got to sure. burn that and that I have to sometimes get charged up. And obviously, again, I enjoy, you know, what you do. And I think that's important for anybody's career that you have to be happy with what you're doing, but there's still a little bit of having to drum that up sometimes when, you know, again, you, you've been doing it nonstop and now your patience for somebody trying to get a chord or a scale. You have to still be there with them. And so I feel that's a, just an awareness point that's supposed to be really strong. And that could ultimately lead to retention. You know, maybe there's a, you know, a delivery that's happening at the end of the day that's being shown and, and, and like, ah, this guy, I'm not really into this guy. You know, they're not just, yeah, driving. yeah. Well, it could be because of that, you know, it's, yeah. I think it's, man, it's a really great point that I think certainly we should have all of our teachers, you know, even think about that a little bit more. Um, yeah. Have you, I was going to ask you, do you feel, and I'm thinking about this as I'm sort of watching you speak right now, thinking of also thinking about, you know, you and I have done some guitar lessons or mock-up guitar lessons and stuff, but then also I'm editing these YouTube videos that you're shooting. Right. And I kind of almost want to say that you doing YouTube videos is making you even better. 
Mm, interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess because, yeah, talking to a camera, we, like right, looking at that first YouTube video. I mean, and you're, you know, again, you were sort of used to doing this. So like you, it wasn't a problem for you to get in front of the camera and do a video. Right. But even with that said, if you look at the first few videos you've ever done versus right now, right. holy <laughs> shit. It's like this last one, the uh, California case, just like, the smoothness of the presentation and everything. And, you know, I think if somebody wants to, who's listening to this wants to like kind of see what you're talking about, when you say that energy level, the presentation, they could go over to the guitar factory.com, uh, our YouTube uh, guitar factory, OC uh, on uh, YouTube and watch a couple of the more recent, you know, all they're all good. But if you watch like this Californication um, song tutorial that you did to really get an idea of what you're talking about when it comes to energy level, but also presentation, because I think one thing that te- an area that teachers make a mistake in is they think if I'm just high energy all the time, that that's yeah. going to work. Like I'm going to just be this super excited and I'm always friendly and funny and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. you know, I, the last episode of the podcast was this same topic, but it was with Nick, our drum instructor, right? right. Well, Nick's not really like Mr. Super gregarious every second of the day, right? Nick's kind of serious sometimes, right? He's an even keel guy. Yeah. <laughs> Very even keeled, but he's also really funny mm-hmm. in yeah. like a more subtle kind of, you know, type of sense of humor. Right. But Again, I think there's like this balance where, you know, Nick's always going to be friendly and smile at the person or the parents when they show up. But he has like a switch, right, that he'll turn all of a sudden to talk to a parent uh-huh. and, and kind of be like real serious. Like, right. you know, what would be really good if we did this and this? And I think that would really matter, you know, but then he'll go right back and they're like, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, a thing that he brought up was, you know. His, you know, he's teaching drum lessons in person, of course, but the bulk of the students are kids. Yeah. It's eight, nine years old, up to 12, 13 year olds, a ton of that. And yeah. one of the things he said is, and I think this is a huge mistake teachers make. They talk to a 10 year old mm-hmm. like like they talk to their dog. Yeah. Yeah. Nick says, I talk to him like they're an adult my same age. Right. And I was like, wow, man, he just he doesn't treat him like kids. Yeah. I mean, he's not like mean to him and he certainly isn't talking about anything inappropriate. Right. But when he speaks with them, it's more like you and me are on the same plane here, the same level. And I thought that that was just like, I mean, how many teachers probably make that mistake of like every kid? They just talk to him like they're kids. And think about it. When you were 10 years old. You just wanted to be one of the guys like and hang out as an adult. You don't want to be talked to like a kid. And I think that is a huge, huge like bell going off for student retention. Well, I think it's a a great point. Yeah, because that's where I think a lot of times, too, when you talk about somebody, oh, he's a cool teacher. He's cool. I want to like, what does that mean? He's cool. You know, it's like that's part of that whole like it's a cool teacher because you're you're treating them on that level, you know, and especially when it comes to what we're doing. We're not doing, you know, math equations. We're doing music. It's supposed to be that kind of cool big brother thing, you know, with, you know, making sure that they're growing and getting educated. But that that's the attitude, you know, that you want to kind of have with them. And it's a little different than maybe like a school teacher that they're dealing with all day you know right big role like i want to go back to that lesson i want to hang out with brian uh, you know it's like because yeah. he doesn't talk to me like that so 
Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, yeah, I think there's that good balance of like, yeah, you've got to be friendly and personable and excited, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's what I always notice when you're doing a lesson is like, you have this excitement as you, as you impart some like nugget of wisdom of like, you right. know, and if you're here on the guitar neck, it's really only this, you know, and there's always this little excitement of like, Hey, I'm showing you something really cool. Yeah. But uh, it, it's kind of always delivered in this certain demeanor. So I, I think that's a big yeah. part of kind of balancing, I guess, like the personality that teachers have yes. with uh, their interaction with students. Yeah. So beyond the personality, because yep. we always, we've all yep. known teachers that we were like, man, this person's so nice and cool, but they're right. dropping <laughs> students left. <and> right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What are some of the other things you're doing? So I think, you know, on the other side of things, you know, uh, still a little bit of a, a personality, but leadership quality. I mean, come bringing it into it, meaning meaning structure, you know, bringing in the structured approach to the lesson and always maintaining that kind of control of the lesson, I think is really important. So a structure is there. And I'll talk about that in a second. But I think the side of of non-personality is structure and being able to kind of run your business a little bit, just kind of like the everyday, just kind of stuff you have to do to maintain it and make sure that it's ongoing. So I guess going to structure is, you know, I tend to start my lessons off with a kind of like, okay, here's what we're going to do, you know, and they kind of know what's going to happen in that next 30 minutes. And I say, we're, and I'll say, and the quick little example. So maybe it's a student I've had for a while and I know they're working on something. So when I log on with them, a quick little, how you doing? But I go right into, okay, what we're going to do first today is I want to check on that, that thing we're working on, that goal that you had. You're supposed to play to measure 16. We're going to check on that. If that's good, um, we'll move on to the next part of that song. If not, we're going to do a couple polish points. And at the end, I have this other thing I want to cover with you about something, you know, so I kind of let them know this little game plan as we go into it. So it's very controlled in that way. It also helps me, me maintain my half an hour and do it correctly and make sure I'm hitting everything I need. But uh, that control, I think, and structure makes people kind of go, okay, you know, there's something happening here as opposed to like, hey, <laughs> you know, what are we going to do today? Right, right. <laughs> what, when are you thinking that through? Like, is there a planning stage or do you look, you know, like at the beginning of the day, do you just kind of look at everybody and kind of like mentally make that checklist? Yeah, two things. One, it's uh, a mental checklist daily. I want to look at my day. I kind of already look and know. And when there's those, when those those students, I'm like, ah, what am I doing with that one again? I do dive deeper to get some planning going. But um, yeah, it's a little bit of that, and then also a little bit of just cookie cutter. It's what I do. It's the same structure every single time. Structures more cookie cutter. Yeah. Right, right, Borch. I know I'm going to check their goal. I know that I'm going to then uh, do any polish points on their goal because I don't want to, you know, go into this big lesson topic when I didn't even check on what they worked on all week. You know, I want to get right to that because that's what they're excited to show me. And if I blow past that, you know, it's all over the place at that point. So I really make sure to make it that first point. Second point of the whole thing is like, let's introduce a new topic that we're doing. And then third point, do some, you know, demonstration modeling, whatever. But it's so, so it's a combo of looking at the day, doing a little bit of planning, but at the same time, the cookie cutter kind of like same <laughs> flow that I just know works <laughs> as well. Well, I, I think teachers confuse having like this, you know, what you're calling cookie cutter, but it's really just like, you know, kind of an outline of like, I start the lessons, you know, going back, you know, checking in on what we were going to do. And then we move to this, then we move to this, and then we move to this. Your right. students, like you're saying, your students are prepared for that because they know Brian pretty much kind of lays it out the same way every time. Yeah. I think teachers confuse that with that's going to be boring and not fun for my student. And they default into like, 
oh, what do you want to do today? Let's, you know, yeah. what are you interested in? And, and, or I think they, maybe they kid themselves and, and go that route, but really that's just an excuse because they're not prepared. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's always, you know, we saw that for years and years and years. Mm. So, uh, you know, teachers even asking the students, so what were we working on last week? Right. You know, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. What? You know, like no plan, <laughs> no structure versus, you know, like you said, you tell them, here's how, you know, and I've always noticed that with your like intro lesson, your first lesson with a student of going, here's how I do it. And it's going to pretty much be like this every week. We do this, we do this, we do this, and we do this. And the reason why is this, 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 and this. Yeah. And, you know, especially since you're teaching a lot of adults, mm-hmm. I think for adults, they go, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's what I'm looking for. Definitely. You know, um, h- how do you mix that with, the pushback, right. We would get from a teacher going, well, you know, the student wants to have fun or they want to learn the songs they want to learn and things like that. How, how do you reconcile those things? Well, again, you know, I think there's still the, the I lay out the, the outline, but the, within the outline, it's as free as you want to be. You know, it's as, it's as cool. It's all the ways you want to handle what's in the outline. You know, that's, that's kind of up to you. So I guess that's where the pushback might be is like that everything has to be all done this exact way, but it's more about just saying, like I said, a little bit of structure and leadership, which adult students like, and even kids do like it. It's like, okay, what are we doing today? It's like, okay, this is the game plan. It's just, and then it lets them know what to expect. I think expectations just makes you feel a bit better than this big mystery half an hour or hour that you're sitting there. So with every, with it, with a collective group of teachers, it's like, if I have an outline, I have a plan and I, and I make sure I stay it and lay it out like that within that's then up to them on what they're, you know, what they're doing in there or how they want to demonstrate it, you know, and how, and how their energy wants to be or their personality inside of that. But I've just always noticed that when I do that, I'm taking the, first of all, the lead of the, of the lesson, you know, I'm making sure that they know that, okay, this is what we're doing. That alone just makes, okay, this guy's, he's, he's teaching me, he's showing me, you know, with that too. So I find that, that, uh, that would probably help. I think that pushback part of things like that, you know? Yeah. Go, can you go a little bit more into detail, just like the parts of your lesson that you do every week? Yeah. So basically, again, um, I'm always thinking about the, in my personal lessons, the, the three, three elements, which we call them at the school as well. And the three elements are uh, fundamentals. And I always tell people, what, what are fundamentals? Just the stuff you got to know. <laughs> the chords, the scales, the, tech, the stuff you got, you got to know. And it's not always fun to learn them. They're kind of boring sometimes, but you just got to know them. And you'll know why later <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. So uh, the second thing is repertoire, and that's just learning songs. So I always tell them that's a fancy word for learning songs because you don't want to be playing fundamentals all day. You want to know what these fundamentals do to play songs. That's why we're here in the first place. So, you know, songs got to be in there. And then third thing is kind of scratching this creativity side of their brain a bit, which I just think is the natural evolution of a musician is that you learn the fundamentals. What the heck am I doing? You learn other people's songs. Oh, this is cool what they do with it. And then wait, can I write one? <laughs> you know, it's, that's, that's the natural evolution of a musician. And if, if me as a teacher can stimulate all three of those categories, doesn't matter what speed, but just a little bit of each of those categories, I know I'm moving in the right direction. So that's my, in the back of my mind and in, in their mind, I let them know these words in the beginning. That's like you said, the first sure, question, sure. I'm like explaining that. And I say it almost the exact same way I just said it to you. <laughs> the stuff we got to know, you know, all this stuff is the right. same, same <laughs> presentation of the way I say it. But um, so anyway, I had that in the back of my mind. So I just know if I can leave that lesson going, 
dang, I just showed them like a really cool, you know, guitar technique that they didn't know, like a hammer on or something like that. And then we used that inside of Wanna Dead or Alive or something. And then, uh, I showed them that two things. I said, Hey, what would you do with a hammer on? Where do you think it sounds cool? And they go, Oh, here on the 12 sounds cool. Oh, cool. I sparked that creativity a little bit. If I can leave every week knowing that I covered a little bit of those three, just those small things like that, I know that I pushed, I'm moving them in the right direction. And, and so that's in the back of my mind. And then those, the schedule of it, that's what I was talking about earlier. Their schedule is me going, hey, let me check your goal. Okay, well, polish point, you know, anything we need to on that. In the middle, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you something new, the new part. And within that showing something new, I'm touching all. And at the end, we'll do a little bit of fun jam thing. So I, it's kind of, I guess, you could look at it two ways. Like there's that three things I know I want to do as a teacher. And then there's the schedule within the 30 minutes that I'm laying out to them, you know, so. That's tell us a little bit about, um, like, I guess what we would, you know, in training our teachers consider to be kind of like the final part of the lesson that everyone needs to do, which is like, I got to come up with a better, I I say homework assignment, but I kind of, I don't want to say homework because like for younger students, I think that's going to be a bum out, but like the lesson assignment, the stuff you're uploading and just give us an idea of kind of how that process is working. Yeah, this is another thing I'm really, really consistent on that helps the retention is no matter what, I'm always making a video for them at the end of the lesson. And that video is no more than probably two minutes. I mean, the longest I've seen one of my videos, probably two to three minutes, like tops that it's going to be. That's, that's actually kind of long in three minutes. Generally, it's about probably a minute. And in that minute, I quickly go over a overview of what we did that day really quick. Like, so today we did that hammer on, remember that? And I show them a little bit of that. And you're going to insert it in this part of the song. I might play a little of the song, but I don't have to go into everything like seventh fret, eighth fret. Like we already did that. It's just a little reminder what it looks like so they could hear it back. And then I will upload any of the documents they might need to this kind of one assignment. So they leave every lesson with the materials they need and a video of that moment, <laughs> like the exact words and shirt outs or everything to bring them right back to that moment. And I think that's been huge compared to writing it down or hoping yeah. they write it down, you know, because yeah. you write it down, it's got to screw whatever. Okay. Well, I don't know what that means, but when you hear me just simply for one minute, just do a quick overview of that. And then they, I'm saying they rely on that so much. My students, I mean, when I, sometimes one doesn't upload or something randomly and I will get a message back. Like it's not there. The video's not there, <laughs> you know, so they need it. You know, I'm like, Oh, okay. And then, you know, I have to find and bring it back up. But the point is that's something that they really rely on. And I think, uh, compared to again, you know, going in and scratching something into an in-person lesson in a notebook and doing all that, those days are, you know, compared to that, it's pretty different. So that's how I wrap it up though, is, uh, is a video and make sure they have all what they need to know. And I just make sure I clear, clearly say in that video what I'm expecting next week and as well. So they know, and it kind of helps me. And you were talking about that lesson planning. Mm-hmm. I can simply watch that video again myself, you know, and go, Oh, that's right. That's what I was working on with Joey way better than like a book of notes everywhere. I can just simply, Oh yeah, hear myself. So it helps me too, actually. Yeah. That's a really, really good point. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the tools and how you're using Musi. Before that, I, I, I kind of wanted to tell this story because it, it, it's, it illustrates this point about like how you have this way of doing your lessons mm-hmm. that you do with every student, no matter the age of the student and who the student is. Yep. So my singer from my band has done some <laughs> guitar lessons with you. Right. Yep. And Trevor 
Okay, you know, and he'll be the first to admit this. Trevor's not a great guitar player. Trevor's a rhythm guitar player. Trevor's skill is that he is an insane vocalist and an even better songwriter. Like his lyrical song, it's off the charts. He's so good. And I've watched him at Soundcheck, us get up and him check a vocal mic and kind of destroy the singer that was in the bigger band before us. Cause he just knows how to project and right. he's just a great performer, great songwriter and all that. But yeah. you know, he's primarily a chords guy, rhythm guitar player. It's been for songwriting, but he's starting to branch out. He's doing a lot of acoustic shows on his own. He's wanting to get better at guitar lessons. I'm like, dude, just call Brian, you know, and, and you moved to Nashville and Trevor lives there. So you guys were able to get together for some lessons, but then you've also done some online lessons and it was hilarious how, when I got together with him for a show, he was explaining to me like how you structured. He's like, so he's got me doing like this fundamental. And then we kind of do the song thing. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. dude, I know. (laughs) I know what he's going to do. I know that's like our thing. (laughs) that's fine but you know this is a professional you know that he he has made his entire living as a singer songwriter performer and he's doing these guitar lessons and he's like yeah the fundamentals and then you know it it just it 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 works you know and it's you had structure for him which is what he needed you know to to take you know he could watch a million youtube videos or whatever to work on stuff but it was much better to have somebody like you go okay i know what you're telling me you want to get better at yeah here's what we're gonna do you know and that that like for him and his brain and the way he thinks and works that that totally works great yeah (laughs) yeah it's so true though yeah testament to like the system you know, right. well, like I said, I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, and it, yeah, it, it was, it's, it's great. I'm going to meet with him next Tuesday too, by the way. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things with him that, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's him, you know, so you, you got, you know, this great song right here. I could, it could be a, a, a doctor engineer. It doesn't matter, you know, all, any walk of life, no matter where you are in music, total beginner, complete professional. We can all gain from those three elements. Like I said, like a better, a better technique, you know, improve, like each one of those harder songs, right? More creativity. So again, if we just simplify it into those three buckets, it's, it's makes it to where as a teacher, you just kind of know, you know, I want to make sure I'm covering something within each of these and it, there's, I'm not missing anything. And I mean, that's where everything's going to fall into those three categories. So for me as a teacher, it actually helps me kind of go, let me just make sure I'm covering these three. And again, I could feel good about w- that. I'm pushing them as a well-rounded musician. So for somebody like Trevor, it's like, you're right. I had to assess where are you at? You know, like you're not a beginner. You're not, you know, you're not super advanced shredder. And what do you want? And then I can go into those buckets and go, okay, the tech that t- the fundamental we got to work on is this, you know, and then the song that would be really cool to apply that fundamental, whether you like it or not, it's their stuff is this is the cool song to try to learn to apply it. And at least it sounds fun around the house then. And then yeah. creativity here, I gave him like a set of chords like these because he, he just knows a certain set kind of chords. I'm like, I'm going to keep introducing you new chords that you can kind of, I want you to create right. something. With it. So now he's creating, like, I made a progression with this chord, you know, and yeah. so. It's, it's all it is. Like, what else do we, you know? And I think all this came from me 
about getting with me growing up, taking lessons is all came from me going with the wrong teachers. And this is where this whole yeah, thing yeah. From. it came from. I had a guy that would only do fundamentals all day and I hated it. It was like, but I knew, you know, just like, I want to learn songs. He wouldn't do it. And then I had a guy that would only do songs and I did he would never explain how things attach. It was just by him showing a song. And then I had a guy that was like, we talked about real free form going, it's just jam, you know? So I wanted to, I understood the importance of all three. And now I make those the three buckets. And if every teacher makes up the three buckets and at least they know they're filling in those, those gaps and every week doing it, they're going to, their students will grow. They can't not. And like you said, I got like Trevor or something that needs structure is going, wow. Okay. I can see where this is going and they will then stick around for lessons at that point, you know, because, and, and then for me, like I said, I just kind of know how to plan that. It helps me. If I walked into a lesson without a game plan, it feels like the lesson lasts forever. I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, yes, you know what I mean? yes. It's like, you know, so you want a little bit of like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And, and you and I have talked about this so many times with our teachers. It's like, God, like there's nothing worse than just going into a lesson cold and being oh, like, God. what should we, what am I going to do? Like, that's so stressful. Like, why not just take this perfect thing we're handing you, yeah. you know, and just follow it and, and, and just realize how much more you're going to enjoy that day and, and enjoy that teaching. You know, I, I've taken drum lessons from high level players, Paul Wertico, the jazz drummer, you know, I've taken lessons from Brooks Wackerman. These are great drummers, like insane level guys. But, you know, the lesson was kind of like, yeah, you know, maybe a little of this. Well, yeah, if, I think if you work sort of that way, you know, that'll help you maybe work out a little, you know, there, it wasn't like, okay, for what you're telling me, you know, that you want to get better at. And for me watching you play, here's what it is. Yeah. So we're going to do this and then you're going to apply it like this. Yep. And then this is what I want to see next week. They're really, it, you know, so even with these guys that are like world class <laughs> right. level players, yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that they really have like the teaching structure down. Now, obviously the best teacher is somebody that's going to have both, you know, great player, great right. performer and can do these things. Right. But, you know, I think back to my childhood drum instructor that I had for, for many years, Frank, and he had a, you know, and it's so funny because now that I think about it, like he was doing fundamentals. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, we're starting with this page. Like he had all his pages and it was stuff that he had written out himself. Right. But then he photocopied it and had a name on it and stuff. So he had like a old school metal book rack thing in the drum room and he'd be like, that all right. A, yeah, that was start with metals. Yeah. <laughs> start with this sheet right here. Boom. You know, and we go through it. Fundamentals. However, what I also remember was the application of that to a song. Yeah. Like he had some kind of system going. Yeah. And he just did it that way with everybody. And he was my guy that I ended up being with from like, you know, nine or maybe 10 or 11, 12 years old through all the way through high school. I right. took lessons with, so you know, and probably by the time I was getting out of high school and, and really playing in bands, I was probably a better drummer than yeah. he was like go in the studio and sit down and really nail some rock track, you know, and I eventually became way better. Right. But he still had that way of, presenting the information that really stuck with me, you know, yeah. for a long time. So well, I think most teachers do. And like, like, you know, like, but they, they are hitting these all different spots, but they just don't have the organization in their mind sometimes. Like, let me just make sure I'm, I'm approaching it like this. You know, I think that's what it is that most 
teachers probably do again one or the other, then maybe not for a few weeks this and then that, you know, so there's, it's out there as those three, but to me to just kind of simplify it and go, these are the three, I'm just trying to hit every lesson, you know, as best I can do it and, um, and have them know that that's kind of the structure we're doing and it's going to do like you did and hopefully stick around for, you know, nine years. And that's, you know, my student base is that, you know, same thing that it's just, they stick around because I can always. Who's your longest uh, student, um, Ray? Probably, Ray and Rob? I would probably say Ray. Yeah, I would say that everybody. Um, I want to say like David Hatch is up there too. Gang, if you're not using Active Campaign yet to run your music teaching business, you are blowing it. Not only does Active Campaign do amazing automated emails, that's really the easy part of what it does, or the simple part of what it does. Active Campaign has a complete CRM involved customer management. So everything from the moment a customer lands on my website and fills out a form, the second they're in that form, they're technically within the Active Campaign world. And from there, I can follow them through all of my follow ups. It's connected to my text message program. Once I need to register them, onboard them, for their first lesson, all those things, I have it all pretty much automated in Active Campaign. It works great and it's really pretty inexpensive. Email marketing is still effective. It's very effective. If you're not doing it, you're blowing it. Let's increase your leads by 10, 15, 20% or your closing of leads, your closing ratio by using Active Campaign. Hit me up with any questions, Danny Music Factory at gmail.com. That's my personal email. Ask me how I use Active Campaign to run my music school. If you sign up using my affiliate link, I will give you a free 60 minute consult. I'll show you how I set everything up for my school and teach you what you need to know so you don't have to pay somebody to do it for you. All right, now back to the interview. He's coming, going a lot because he's got a lot of you know, kids. <laughs> All these people have like, you know, I have, I get married. Now I have a kid. Now I have another kid. It's like take a break, come back. I have so many that took a right. break, come back. That that's another kind of testament. I think more than the retention is kind of thing. Sure. You know, somebody actually leaves and like, wait, did they just say they're leaving and they're going to come back? But they actually do. <laughs> I mean, these these are like ten year long. Oh yeah, students, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're, in that, they're in that kind of range with you. Like I remember to the day signing up. David Hatch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember him walking into the music school and having this conversation with me. Yeah. Like it, it, it is crazy to just, it's like, I've followed the arc of that guy's whole life. I know me too. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And, he, and him mine, you know, it's like to see the whole yeah. thing, the same thing. You've had these things where, and kids that grow up obviously, and then it start driving to the class and then yeah. college. And now I'm looking for my, my job. I grab like, what the heck? This is crazy. But, and they're still, there. And I guess I can add that a little bit to retention too, is like, you know, when I talk about handling your business and stuff, it's like, you know, you have it, you have a personal connection with these people too. And that's, I guess, another little thing I could throw in there for retention is, you know, I could totally tell you when I get online with somebody for that first, Hey, how you doing? I generally remember what things they're up to that week, or they told me they're doing like, Hey, Oh, how was big bear? You know, that, yeah, and, yeah. That, and that makes a difference too. You know, I think that's just business running in general. Good, you know, good customer relation yeah. is just having a, you know, um, an engagement with your students like that. So, you know, again, that's not just this cold, Hey, three things we're doing today. <laughs> you know, there's, there also is a person, personal side of, of knowing what's going on in their lives a little bit, not to waste a half an hour talking about it, but yeah, just exactly. a little bit of, Hey, so as a lot of times when I'm uploading the video, actually at the end of the lesson, that's that kind of like odd times I want to make like, okay, 
doing the, I'm like, so what are you doing this weekend? You know, or some, and that's usually when I'm getting everything uploaded for him real quick. And then that is a trigger for me to go, Oh, you're going to the, oh, you're going to the beach. Cool. When I see him next week, I'll always remember what they did. And that just, you know, makes them feel like I care, which I do. That's pretty cool to go to the beach. <laughs> so. Um, tell us a little bit how, um, you know, we've added Musi. You were, you mentioned it earlier. You've got most of the students o- over to Musi now in, in your setup there, or we were talking about it off camera. Yeah. Um, how, what are some of the tools and how is that impacting your lessons and, and the way you use it? Yeah. A few things that stand out to me, uh, with Zoom and with Musi. And, and again, I'm still, I'm still getting totally used to all of them, but I'll tell you my immediate things. Um, one, um, the actually, I, I've been digging the whole, uh, the sound system, the camera. Actually, it's, it's, it's for some reason it grabs more of a picture than, than Zoom does actually. Uh, it's longer. I don't know why everybody's, I'm like, wow, your guitar, I could see the bottom of it. So anyway, some of the stuff like that, just sound and look wise is great for me. That's been awesome actually. But as far as the tools in there, uh, go. I like, again, there's um, some animation in there, which is really nice that the students like. A lot of times I might be, so many times actually, I'm like uh, 11th fret, and let's say it's up kind of higher up there, and they could see my hand, and I could zoom in and all that, but there's a there's an animated fretboard that does come up that I can literally hit the button with my mouse, ding, and it says 11th fret, and it lights up on their end, and um, what's cool is there's a few different things where you could hit it once and it bit just kind of bells or it's called a sticky note and you just hit it and it stays lit up on that one note. It's called a sticky okay. note. That's kind of cool. <laughs> so, so, cause a lot of times again, on the higher frets, this is where I lose. Stuff. Right. Right. Uh, 14, you know, two and three, you could see, but I'm like up here on 17, they're like a 17 bink yeah, put yeah. A sticker on it. And they're like, ah, that's, they could see it. So just more ways to communicate, yeah. you know, in an, anim- in an animated world, uh, which is also kind of cool looking for them and just more multi, you know, like engagement with that. Um, the other thing is too, as far as, um, you know, one of the big things that uh, metronomes and jamming is the one thing that's gone away with online lessons. Meaning I can't throw a metronome on my room and have them play to it. Like that was, you know, something you could do online or in person, not online as much. And the same with jamming. Let me do a blues jam and have you improvise to it. So one cool thing about this is there is a metronome built into where I can have the student hit it on their end and they play to their metronome. And it isn't this thing where they're trying to get their phone out and trying to like, you know, usually yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, let me see if I can, it's, it's, it's within there so I can hear them playing in time. So that's been helpful. Um, and the jamming thing, he's actually included some something called clips uh, in there to where I could very quickly hit, that's like one button, boom, hit it and do my backing track, my blues jam, send it right to him. And then he plays to it. And then or he or she plays to it. And, and they're able to, then I'm able to watch the jam session go along now. And so it's not as much as me sitting in the room, but it's darn close <laughs> to that. Right, right. So uh, that's been kind of cool. And then also that clip saves to them. It's not, it's not like it disappears. That's another thing I'm really enjoying about music is like things stay there. And with Zoom and, and all that, it's like things kind of like whiteboards disappear and all that stuff. But like that jam will always be there. Let that 12-hour blues that day. Uh, my whiteboard that I'm making notes on will always be there for him. Um, our chat window, if we're chatting about something on or offline, it stays there in there. So a lot of that's been really great. So that, and then uh, I was going to, I thought about this earlier when you were talking about it, this element of having, you know, visuals to go back and refer to. Yeah. Is so important to the way that we learn or the speed that we learn, because I am constantly like, I don't know, 
trying to figure out how to use this remote control for my Sony camera last night. Right. I've got the camera out watching the YouTube video where the guy's like, okay, go to this menu, scroll Uh down to number four. And I'm like doing it, you know, (laughs) while I'm watching it. Now, the thing is, I'll do something like that. Some video editing thing I'm trying to do. How do I do a green screen to animate the subscribe button? Right. If I don't do it for a while, I'm like, shit, how do I do that? You know, I'm looking at DaVinci Resolve. There's like 18 million things you can do in there. And I'm like, how do I do that again? Exactly. And then I'm always like, let me look at that YouTube video real quick. And the guy's like, right. hit this button, hit this button, hit this button. I'm like, yes, that's it. And, and so thinking about like, I don't know, learning some linear double stroke drum fill thing. I can hear it, right? Uh-huh. Maybe they're playing it fast or slow. I can look at the music, yep. which I, that will help me to a certain extent. But then visually seeing the person, yeah. you know, doing it. it and and so those elements have been missing from lessons forever, pretty much. And I know you can use these tools in person. I just know most people don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, be, and they won't. Yeah. And you they, know, you know, they hold, won't. They hold the phone and try to record it. or right. Like, it's a lot. With this, it's like I hit a button and it's done. Like, literally hit a button right. and, and swipe it over. It's over with. And that's yeah. why it doesn't yeah. waste their time getting a camera out. Let me send it to you. Like, that would actually probably take double the amount of time to even do that yeah. in person. So I, I kind of cut you off there. Was there anything else um, tool-wise with Musi? Uh, what was I thinking? Um, no, just that's basically it. I think um, as far as everything that I was kind of just saying, you know, that's a lot of the stuff. And I'm still also kind of learning yeah. I mean, on my initial system with what we were using. I mean, I was flying the ship. I could do things in two seconds. All about that. <laughs> so I'm kind of well, shifting yeah. over, but I'm getting there. And uh, and but from what I've seen, and that's just initial stuff. And I know that they yeah. are uh, updating and adding all kinds of new stuff. Yeah, and, so yeah it's going to get better. So. Yeah. So we. So I'm sure. And, and we more. were doing a lot of those things, like you're saying. We were doing, you know, the videos and all that. We were just having to use, you know, Zoom and then Seesaw. We we were using oh. multiple software programs to kind of create this lesson experience. And now we can kind of just nail it all in one box. So it's. Bing, bang, boom, boom. Much yeah. easier uh, for us to do that there. So great. Uh, anything else retention wise that comes to mind that you'd like to impart on the listener? I guess we'll end with the, like the easiest thing is just don't be a flake. <laughs> you, know, you, know, <laughs> you know, you also got to be on time. <laughs> you can't, yeah. you, can, you know, I got a crazy schedule of stuff and I very rarely have to like, you know, be late or cancel my students. Now, again, there's times where I travel and I, there's nothing I do, but honestly with all that, it's like, that's at the end of the day, it's probably your most simple starting point is just <laughs> be on time, show up and try not to move them around as much because the more consistent yeah. uh, that it is, that's probably your easiest and, and starting point. Everything after that, you know, just deeper and deeper. So well, I guess I can end with like that. It's probably the most basic. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Brian. I really appreciate the time. You got it, man.